0: R&B, hip-hop status, you more or less jazz classical type hits. That's the side effect. Yeah, but internationally loaned to play the best hits. Independent radio spins, non-politic, filled with all types of advice. Inspiration through the daily crew that bring moves, pumping straight flavor. Nicki Minaj and Teddy Riley. So grab your champagne and vibe, meet you in the lobby. Side effect, support raining your blast rides. From Monday to Wednesday, Thursday to Friday, 7 p.m., so keep it tuned on the fly day. The side effect, way you're the highway. 30 minutes in a way say, are shag on the airway still. The side effect when you're on the highway, call 3237849635. We live in the affect with the side side radio. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. The side effect.
1: Yeah. Hey guys, this is Sharon Talker from VH1's The Gossip Game, and you are listening to the Fire Effect Radio Show.
0: Hello, world. Welcome to another edition of the Sci-Effect Radio Show. I am Sci, your host. If it's your first time tuning in, I do appreciate you, and I hope you come back for more, and I hope you enjoy the show tonight. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. Follow me at IamSci on Instagram and Twitter. Also like the Sci-Effect fan page on Facebook. You can Google the Sci-Effect. It should come up. We have over 2,000 fans on that page right now, and I do appreciate you guys support and tuning into the show weekly thank you so much tonight's special guest is miss sean carpenter my girl is from uk so i had to represent her properly with saying her name the correct way you cannot say sharon carpenter's name without the accent sean carpenter anyway Sharon Carpenter is an award-winning broadcast journalist, host, producer, who serves as a co-creator of and a cast member on the new hit VH1 reality show, The Gossip Game. Carpenter has built a stellar reputation through her on-air work at the BBC, CBS, BET, WPIX, and hip-hop mogul Russell Simmons' news and entertainment website, Global Grind. And tonight, Sharon Carpenter is on the Psy Effect Radio Show. This is part one of two interviews, so don't go nowhere because I'll be right back with Sharon Carpenter right after this. What's going on, world? It's your girl Psy. Would you like to be a guest on the Psy Effect Radio Show? If so, email thesyeffect at gmail.com for consideration. What up, y'all? It's comedian Randy Perry, and you're listening to the Psy Effect. Radio show, radio show, radio show. Radio show. Uh, you off the chain, baby. I want to give a warm welcome to a very special guest, Miss Sharon. I, I have to say with the accent. Sharon. Carpenter.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: know what? That wasn't too bad. That was really? Not...
0: wasn't bad at all? Me?
1: Convinced. I actually
0: thought you were British for a hot second. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want to welcome you. I know I'm not the so. Hard, it's, I I appreciate okay. the compliment. You know, it, well, it, it because is because
1: everyone else at the English accent.
0: So. <laughs> what did you say, honey? What did
1: you say? Oh, everyone else completely sucks at impersonating the English <laughs> accent. So I'm
0: impressed. <laughs> Hilarious! Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm brushing my shoulders off really quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now
0: I discovered you through BET. When did you become passionate about journalism to say, okay, this is what I want to do as a profession?
1: Well, it's interesting because I've never actually thought about journalism and I've never thought about television. Um, initially, you know, when I was a kid and, and growing up, my dream was actually to have my own record label. I've always had a passion for music. Um, my brother's a hip hop DJ in the UK and he got me into hip hop at a young age. So. I actually thought, you know, one day I'm going to have my own record label, and I, I thought about being an A&R, uh, and I came over to America um, to come to school, studied business management with the hopes of, like I said, having my own record label one day, but I ended up interning for a record label, and I realized, you know what, this isn't quite what I expected it to be, which is why internships mm-hmm. are great, right, because it actually gives you experience um, to figure right. out whether it is the path you want to take or not. And I I kind of fell into the television thing. Um, I was offered the opportunity to host a public access show, a music video show. Mm -hmm. They were looking for a new host, and they came to me and they said, would you be interested? I was like, sure, I'll give it a go. And it just kind of went from there. I mean, as far as journalism, um, again, it was something that was kind of, it wasn't something I necessarily had the intention to do, but as Mm would have it, I kind of fell into journalism whilst, Whilst working for this public access show while I was in school, I ended up meeting somebody who was the news director of a local newscast. He was kind of watching the way we were we were doing our show and conducting ourselves in this crazy environment. Um, and he basically came over and he was like, "Anyone who can handle themselves that well in this kind of environment should be in news." And then it just kind of went from wow. there. I actually started off behind the scenes as an associate producer and then producer and then on camera again, but. I mean, I've always had a, a passion for kind of staying on top of what's going on in the world. And um, mm-hmm. after, you know, beginning to work in journalism, my passion really became
0: informing
1: young people of what's going on. Um, you know, I love music, as I said, I love pop culture, and I do a lot of those kinds of stories. But I also love to kind of combine entertainment and um, and news, where you have entertainment as substance. You know, and of course, mm-hmm. you know I've done hard yeah. as well. So, so that's basically how it went.
0: Wow, it's amazing how life works and how your true passion come about while you're discovering your passion. Isn't that something? It, it really
1: is, and I feel so blessed because, like I said, I I never even thought about television. I didn't think for a second I'd be any good at it. Um, but then mm-hmm. getting this experience, you know, which was free. I was working for free. Um, But and I was very passionate about it You know, we'd go around doing all right.
0: interviews
1: And, you know, covering various different events And that's how I discovered, um, you know, that I did have a passion for this And I had a talent for it
0: So I feel lucky
1: to have had the opportunity
0: to discover that What many may not know if they don't read the credits of Gossip Game That you are one mm-hmm. of the co-creators How yeah. did the show come about?
1: Well, actually it was me and my partner
0: Tone Boots.
1: Um Tone Boots is one of the co creators and he's actually one of the executive producers of the show as well. He's amazing, he's a genius. He really is. And we were actually working on a, a completely different show idea, um, which was doing really well. Um, which came to a, a bit of a halt uh because of something, but we may we may actually pursue that idea uh in the near future. But, um, so we were in contact a lot talking about that idea. Uh, And then one day, you know, I came home and I was venting the tone about, you know, my day at work, just kind of doing the regular stuff that I do and, you know, covering urban entertainment and entertainment in general and just some of the the challenges that I face as a woman in this industry. And, um, you know, we were discussing that. And then we both realized, you know what, this in itself could be a great show. Like, if I'm dealing with mm-hmm. this, um, of course, other women are dealing with the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, in in media in general, uh, entertainment media and urban entertainment media, you have a variety of different types of media personalities. You've got the bloggers, you've got the hosts, you've got the journalists. So how do those guys interact with each other? Because, essentially, we're we're going off to the same interviews. We may have different ways mm-hmm. of conducting those interviews. A lot of the time we're going off of the same stories We're going off of the same interviews And so, you know, that that's basically where the idea
0: came from And then uh, we picked up the VH1 Nice okay. I'm definitely a fan of the show I watched the first season faithfully And I remember the very
1: first episode
0: Where you were at Global Grind And you were having a conversation With the hip-hop godfather, Mr. Russell Simmons And yeah. he was telling you yeah, I'm telling you that, you know, you are a beautiful woman, and when you are attractive in this in- industry um, mm. of entertainment, it's going to be rough for you. Has it been rough? Because you're a beautiful woman. I completely agree with him. Uh, has it, has it been, been rough for you? Yeah.
1: It has, I mean, the, the, this is the thing. There are positives and there are negatives about it. I mean, Certainly, you know, I would be lying if I said certain doors weren't open to me, you know, because of my physical appearance. Um, And a lot of the time, you know, when it comes to being on air, you know, that's what executives consider. Well, how does this person look? Um, You know, is the audience going to be able to relate? Is the audience going to like looking at this person? Can the audience relate to this person? That sort of thing. And, you know, again, I'd be lying if I, if I said that, oh, I haven't been able to get certain meetings um, because of the way I look. Like, that helps sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a
1: man may be more willing to take a meeting with you than he might with another man, you know. That's how it works at times. But this is where the challenge is. There are a lot of people who don't want to take you seriously because of the way you look, and I think I've had to prove myself. I think I've had to go further to prove myself, um, not just amongst men, amongst men, but also amongst women, um, Mm -hmm. to prove that I didn't just get this job because of the way I look, which, you know, very rarely, very, very rarely has that been the case. That might open the door, but at the end of the day, you have to have the talent and you have to have the intellect to back it up, and you've got to have the work ethic as well.
0: Um,
1: Looks don't, you know... um, do great interviews, look so, you know, win awards and 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 you know create these great these good stories. So, um, so that's the thing. I think just having having to deal with that, and then also having to deal with people who, you know, they approach you from a business angle, but then when you're actually mm-hmm. there, they want to turn it into something personal, and that's been a challenge. And it, you know, I've had to say goodbye to quite a number of opportunities because of that, because I'm not playing that game. I can imagine.
0: I yeah. Can imagine. Now I have a two-part question for you. Mm-hmm. You are used. You are used to reporting about others and their lives. How mm-hmm. was it for you to allow millions of people in your life during this reality show, the gospel, uh Game? And mm-hmm. how did your family react to the show? I know your parents <laughs> are both doctors. What was yeah, their, uh, um, you know, reaction? That-
1: I told them not to watch. I was like, listen, if you guys watch tend that you haven't, one want to know that you watch So, I just, um, you know, I mean, the, the thing is, my, my family's kind of conservative, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not that they would judge me any differently because of it. I'm just sure they would find it very amusing, but I would be embarrassed. So I don't know how right. much of the show, I'm sure they've watched a couple of episodes. Um, I know my sister has, she's in England, you know, my sister and brother, Um, but I know they've been able to watch a a few episodes here and there online, Uh, because, you know, they don't air it over there in the UK, so, uh, but I I know they've watched, and you know what, they're all for it, because at the end of the day, you know, I I co-created the show, so they were really excited about that. And, um, you know, anything that is good for me career-wise, they they fully support. They know who I am, um, and they love me for for what they've known, like, over all these years. So, uh, I think, if anything, they they found it amusing.
0: Are you afraid that the stigma of being a reality star would dilute your brand?
1: Well, no, I mean, of course that was something I considered initially.
0: Um, mm-hmm. and
1: did I think reality TV, did I think in a billion years that I would be on reality TV, you know, if you asked me a couple mm-hmm. of years ago? No. Um, no, I certainly didn't. But no, I, this is the thing Piers mm-hmm. Morgan was on reality TV. And in fact, mm-hmm. we knew him for reality TV in the States before we knew him for CNN. Um, mm-hmm. you know, do people still respect Donald Trump? Donald Trump's still this, you know, billionaire businessman, right? He still does what he does. Mm -hmm. He just also did reality TV. Um, You know, Heidi Klum, like, she's still the supermodel that she was. So that's the thing. I I think it's, it's, does reality TV define who you are? I don't think reality TV defines who I am, because I was something before reality TV.
0: So, and
1: that's the... I think that's the thing that's different about this show. Like, we focus on women who are, who have their own thing going on. Like, it's not about who they're married to or, you know, who the father of their child is. It's about them that, you know, these are independent, ambitious, successful, for the most part, women um, who are just striving to make it happen themselves. And, you know, a lot of us have had some sort of an audience. Obviously, reality TV is a huge platform, right? Right. But a lot of yes. us, most of us have had some sort of an audience before that. So, and what's the show about? Well, the is about our careers. So, mm-hmm. um, so no, I mean, I, I don't think my brand has been diluted because I've achieved a lot before. Like, you know, that can't be taken away. I've done what I've done. Um And right. I also co-create the show So, you know, I feel like it's my baby And, um you know, sometimes we have to take risks with our career And I could certainly see why people might be like Well, she's a journalist, why would she do this? But we're also living in a day and age where people want to know There's that hunger to know about personalities You know, and people in the public eye in general They want to know, who are you? What's your personal life like? What are your opinions on things? And um and that's kind of the direction I think things are going in. Like it's about building a brand. Um
0: and so that's why I thought this would be just me and it has been.
1: I completely agree with everything you
0: said. You've yeah. you've had a chance to interview some of the most some of the world's most influential people in entertainment, business, the political field and more. Who has been mm-hmm. your most memorable interview to date and why? Uh well, that that
1: question is always tricky to me because, for me, because there are so many, right? And there are ones that are memorable. I guess the most memorable ones are memorable for a very different reasons. I will say mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey um, because, of course, she's been a role model to me. Um, she's like my idol I mean, she's achieved so much She's that woman that everybody wants to sit down with You know, whatever's going on in their life uh, If they're going through a tragedy If they're going through a scandal If they're going through the happiest moment of their life They want to sit down with Oprah they, like, <laughs> they trust Oprah So, you know uh, and So to be able to actually Speak with Oprah It was a short interview, but it was an interview nonetheless <laughs> And, um, you know, to. So, so, that was a, a great thing. Um, I'm going to say jay And mm-hmm. the reason I'm saying Jay-Z is because... Like, I managed to get him at a time... And he still is very difficult to get. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. But I managed yes, to get him at a time when he wouldn't speak to anybody. And, wow. um, you know, and, and he actually gave me an interview. This was actually at the... Inauguration, the first inauguration of Barack Obama. Um, And that same night, we interviewed Colin Powell, so that was a great night for us. Um, And what else? David Banner, I've said this one several times in interviews. This was uh, an interview that I did, a very insightful interview that I did with him um, after Hurricane Katrina when we were out in Mississippi with him. We were out there for like three days um basically covering what was going on, the devastation, um, you know, visiting shelters. We went down to the the Gulf Coast Bulboxing Gulfport, um, to see what was happening there. And he was able to take us into areas that other media wasn't weren't able to get into. And he really yeah. had a this this really profound insight into what was happening, and that was at a time yeah. where, you know, obviously the main focus was on New Orleans, but there was a lot going on mm-hmm. in Mississippi as well, and it was important to draw attention to that too. So um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So that was a really uh, amazing interview, and that I think that that tragedy Hurricane Katrina that made people realise, wow, Gabe Danner is a very smart. You know, very giving
0: man.
1: Um mm-hmm. which people didn't know about him before
0: that. So yeah. Mhm. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's show with Sharon Carpenter. That's part one. Stay tuned for part two, where we're gonna get a little bit up close and personal with Miss Sharon Carpenter. Until next time, continue to spread peace and love. Mm.